my immediate thought is the long game. It's because we're starting to see some plan happen because that's usually what long games are mm-hmm. unless it's American football <laughs> or American baseball. Hey, neither of us are sport people. So these jokes aren't, f- these are not for the us. The joke is that we don't get the joke. Nope. <laughs> the joke we're telling, we don't understand. Uh-uh. and welcome to another episode of Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed? I am your host, Zach, and I know a lot about Doctor Who. And I'm also your host, Cassie, and I do not know anything. And today we are looking at episode seven of the revived series of Doctor Who, uh, The Long Game. Uh, We just finished off with Dalek and... uh, Love love that guy. Love that little guy. (laughs) Just a little guy. He's just, hey, I was right about everything I said (laughs) ever. So at the end of the last episode, uh, they brought Adam onto the TARDIS as well. Ugh, that freaking <laughs> bathmat of a person. Well, uh, I'm curious, <laughs> what do you think Adam, how do you think Adam's going to add into this dynamic here? Uh, Adam into the dynamic? Yeah. How do you think going to feel about him after this episode? Well, here's the thing. I do like the balancing of having a male presenting doctor and a female presenting uh, a companion. companion. I was going to say compatriot. That is not the word. <laughs> so I, I love when shows have an equal balance because a lot of times TV shows don't like having an equal balance. It more often than not is here are four male characters and the one female token character. Yeah. Now, because this one, the two stars is, or the two consistent characters are you know they're in every single episode and depending on where they go changes how many other dynamics we get men or women we get adding in adam does shift that balance and it makes me a little disappointed (laughs) (laughs) there's no balance even though like it's so strange i love balance i also love the number three so this is conflicting for me because I like having three people. Like I like having three Mm -hmm. in this context, we can even say, I like having three individual beings or three individual personalities. I don't so far like Adam's personality in with the mix of uh, the smarmy doctor. What was it? You said bath mat of a personality. (laughs) I I don't know. Just a picture of a smiling man sewn into a mat. I mean, we already Thanks saw. For on me. We already saw that her name was Cassandra, and she sucks. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't. I don't know how I feel about the dynamic of having the smarmy doctor and the witty Rose, and then there's Adam <laughs> and Adam <laughs> and, and Peggy. Yeah, basically. Well, he didn't get to do a whole heck of a lot in his first care. episode. I don't care. Dr. Van Staten went, hey, you're British, too. Why don't you guys go spoon or something? Whatever you <laughs> Brits do. But, like, that's also him being a little, like, 
aloof and not particularly interested in learning anything about any of his employees or, you know, the people that are working for him. But even when you did have the scenes of just Rose and Adam, it was like, oh, he's just like, whoa, he's so smart. Look at how smart he hacked into the U.S.'s mainframe when he was eight years old. Which you do, you do have to wonder, like, wh- why is that a thing? The doctor is here. Yeah, like, I don't know why we need another, like, uber super smart guy. Yeah. Unless he's also smart, but also sensitive. <laughs> or it's just something. Or he's smart and evil well why don't why don't we make this your first guess then what do you think no. what do you think he's gonna add i haven't finished writing down the date and stuff think, like take a take a wild guess as to how or how this dynamic evolves with adam in it for this episode hmm my original guess was gonna be that the doctor realizes that adam is just a doorknob <laughs> And kicks him out of the TARDIS mid-flight. Mm-hmm. Um, mid-flight. This is going to make it into the episode. <laughs> um, but on the contrary, I actually think that the... Do- that the the doctor? I actually think that the doctor... Um, quite the contrary. I do think that the doctor is actually going to turn out to like Adam because he is an intellectual equal... I think Rose is going to be the one that has an issue with Adam. Okay. So I I do think that quite or not so much like the doctor's feelings towards Adam. I think that we're going to see some. They become like they become like science bros. Yeah. And I, I, I can see Rose harboring some form of resentment because she's the British sidekick, not Adam. Mm-hmm. Can I cash that in as my. Okay. Profassi. So we are taking that. So we're taking the first uh, Cassie Profassi in as uh, Rose. Rose, Rose is the, the one that has resentment because she is the British sidekick. Gotcha. So uh, the Adam and the Doctor become science bros, and Rose does not like that she has been cordoned off in a, in a way. All right. So that's one way. Of, that's that's the first thing. Highly endorse the first guest. So you've seen a, you've seen a variety of different aliens. Sure. Uh, the, in this in, in this series so far, you could call them that, or they're big old diaper babies. Diaper baby or little Your guys or little guys. It's either big old farty diaper babies, gas ghosts or little guys. Yeah, uh, there is. That's, the, all, that's all you've seen so far. The, and, the first and the, and the mannequin men. The, that I forget. I'm willfully choosing to erase <laughs> that part. So there's a there's a new alien introduced in this. Yikes! In this one. Um, and they're called the Mighty Jagrafess of the Holdy Hadrogasic Maxarodinfo. What? What in the macaroni is that? It doesn't. You don't really have to say it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna give Please you. Please don't. Not again. I'm not gonna make you do that again. I just want you to guess what that looks like. Cheesy, crazy. Okay. You can ask me one question that I that you can't ask me directly like what it looks like. Are they birds? They are. They are not birds. Okay. I will say there's only one. Oh. Okay. Yeah, the it, it is the mighty Jagrafess, which is one. It is one the being. The mighty Jagrafess. The mighty Jagrafess of the holy Hadrogasic Maxarodinfo. Okay, so I'm guessing what a holy Jagrafess yes, is. Basically, I have to guess about yeah, the Jagrafess. Make a Jagrafess, yes. Make a Jagrafess. Jagrafessic park. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Um, quite the opposite. I think this one. 
this is a big guy. You think this is a big guy? I think this is just one dude with like a cool jacket. One dude with a cool jacket? Yeah. It's like, it just looks like a human, it's just like a human biker, but with a weird hair. Yes. Okay. Like in my head, the exact image I'm like mustering up is uh, in the Steven Universe movie when uh, Greg and Steven fuse mm-hmm. and it's just, he's just one big dude. <laughs> That's okay, a holy jacket. So it's just a big, mostly humanish guy in a cool jacket. Yeah. With like interesting hair okay so we got your two pins in it for this episode so was there anything else that anything else you want to talk about before we get before we get going uh i've been spending the better part of us doing this intro looking at the thumbnail uh trying to figure out where they are in this thumbnail because you can see the tardis in the back and then there are like paper lanterns which leads me to believe that it's like ooh, they're in like a cool like Chinatown sort of district, but then there's this like odd beam of purple, which I, which I just, just giant beam lava lamp. Yeah, and I I've been scratching my head at it because it's a bit puzzling. So I'm I'm curious and excited to see what that actually is. Well, uh, I don't think it's a street market, but if it is, cool. Well, we will find out together as you and I dive into. Series one of the revived series of Doctor Who, episode seven, The Long Game. This week's episode of Who Is My Doctor is brought to you by Applaudable. Yeah! Woo! All right! Good job! You did the thing! Hooray! I always knew you could do it. 10 out of 10. Good job, big guy. 100 out of 10. A plus all around. 1 million out of 10. Yeah. All right. My hands are tired from clapping for you. You are using your hands? And we are back from episode seven, The Long Game. Hmm. <laughs> so. I wasn't wrong about Adam being a bath mat. No, you were not. You were not wrong about that at all. Um, <laughs> I was wrong about literally all everything your, else. All your guesses were wrong. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. I could not have been more wrong about those. <laughs> you did come up. You did find stumble your way into something accidentally again, though. Um where you had joked that the doctor was going to launch Adam out of an airlock, and that was the thing that Adam said yeah. at the end of the episode. I'm home. Oh, my God, I'm home. Blimey. I thought you were going to chuck me out of an airlock. That doesn't count, though. Man. Yeah. I'm back um, to my 50% correct. Yeah, you're back, you're back at 50-50 with Ramp 7 out of 14. Uh, I will say that uh, I caught you singing along with the theme song a little bit at the beginning of this one. <laughs> what can I say? It... Parts of it are just intoxicating. <laughs> like it, it I, I liked it immediately, but for you especially, I could see this really being it. Well, because I, I yearn for the days of theme songs explaining the pilot episodes 
they do that a lot in like old mm-hmm. like not old old but like older 60s 70s like most theme songs now don't even have no, lyrics no <laughs> let like alone saturday morning what. like cartoons or you know i'm just uh a good a good example would be something like the theme song for lidsville you know that beloved and sid and marty croft show that everybody <laughs> knows and talks about in the middle of the summer in the middle of a park there began a great adventure for a boy whose name was Mark. He had come to see the magic man along with all the children. And t'was so began the day that Mark was never to forget. There is no pilot episode that shows you how Mark got into Lidsville. That is explained at the beginning of every episode. So no matter what episode you watch and start on, you know everything that's happened there is a no context needed there is no build-up <laughs> there is no storyline through it's just this poor boy trying to get out of fucking lidsville <laughs> um but i i really love and appreciate shows that do that because i'm a forgetful little baby i need reminders about what a show is about um and when they're just instrumentals with visuals it's it's easier and it's more streamlined and it makes it so that way you are not married to having your show's premise explained to you at the beginning of every episode. Well, those uh, like those were more like narrative devices well, where they would tell you the plot, all... but I think these are more like tone setting. Like it's almost meant to get you in the mood for the show. That and also like gone are the days of you can only watch a TV show when it's airing on television. Yeah. So you don't need that constant reminder uh that's just my little ramble (laughs) about theme songs but for the case of this one there isn't anything that's really that really hooks me because even if you think about theme songs that are more instrumental based like the office theme song Mm -hmm. that one has a very like catchy like i think it's a three or four chord progression but it gets stuck in your head. It's a little earworm. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't really seem to have any earworm qualities. Interesting. I don't think it does. I and granted, it could just be. I mean, that you say I, that, but I, the thing I caught you doing was. That's because I like the sound. I like theremin okay, sounds. Fair. Because in for the case of the Office theme song, the part that comes to mind immediately immediately for me is the very beginning with the piano mm-hmm. because it's very like plucky and and so that's the best i can do because I'm, i am not a piano <laughs> that makes me curious how you're going to feel about it going on because the show as the show goes on the theme song also gets rearranged there it is so instead of just being like this very small i shouldn't say small but just the strings and the theremin it, it gradually as the show gets bigger as so long, does the theme song as long as there is still that particular theremin sound mm-hmm. i'll be okay cuz that that is usually what my brain latches onto is specific instrumental mm-hmm. sounds uh that comes from my dad being a bassist and having me specifically listen to bass lines in most songs Mm -hmm. because he really wanted me to also learn how to play the bass and i said (laughs) no and now i regret it so um, well speaking of regrets uh yep the doctor let adam onto the tart let adam onto the tardis and uh you know i was really hoping i i was on to something with 
Adam and the doctor being good old buds and Rose getting jealous. I mean, that's a get, uh, that's a bit reductive. I mean, it's a bit cliche might be a better way of putting yeah. it. Cause it, I, I was hoodwinked. It's the opposite. The doctor tells Rose all of these cool and interesting facts before Adam even exits the TARDIS to make her sound like the smartest person in the room. <laughs> Yeah, and then he does not seem to want anything to do with him for the rest of the episode. Like, it starts negative and only gets deeper. Well, particularly since Adam... Like, Rose's first time traveling in the TARDIS, Mm -hmm. she was surprised, for sure. And there were a lot of things that she was, you know, confused about. But she didn't ever really seem like she was (laughs) suffering in any capacity. She was more in shock and awe as opposed to Adam, who is literally being a, uh... Like, he doesn't seem like he's... say, a with the blinkie. Yeah, he's he's almost got tummy troubles from being in the yeah. year 200,000. Yeah, he has IBS via the TARDIS. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not... Irritable boy syndrome. Exactly. And it's just, he's not... The type of person that even Rose wants to be around because after a while he's just like Ugh, I don't feel good like I'm gonna go on the bay and she's like okay cool here's the key like in case you need to like sit in the TARDIS and he's like even the TARDIS is too much for me and we're like Adam sir boy sir you can't you want you asked for this you said you wanted to see the stars well look outside buddy there they are and then he starts getting like too too clever for his own good and uh does a reverse biff not really though because you said it was a reverse biff but i still stand by i think he's doing a regular biff. yeah no well at the time i was like well he can't he's not learning anything to send back and then i forgot about answering machine i i this is one of the first times i hadn't pre-watched the episode before we sat down to watch it not for any particular reason i just i was uh, this one i didn't think i was gonna need to keep extensive notes on because i generally had a pretty strong memory of this one which is funny because i think my main memory of this episode is that it's kind of forgettable (laughs) but yeah he does a biff he does a bit because Rose is so kind and hands him her phone mm-hmm. so that way he can telephone his, his parents and, you know, have some some feeling, some semblance of being grounded. But then he just kind of abuses that. Yeah. Like that trust and tries to access the, the computer frames and asks about the year 2019. <laughs> the far off year of 2019. Oh, oh, little did we know that that would be the last year of normality, but uh, even the show knew 2019. That's gonna be the year. The year after, things are gonna go a little wacky doodle. <laughs> Can't predict that. So it's it is kind of funny bringing up we're talking about Adam specifically because there's generally a rule for doctor's companions. Uh, that and they that, can't suck. Well, the rule, the, the, well, what gets counted as a companion versus what just counted as a person that showed up for a little bit. Mm. Cause there, there have been companions that are not companions, but they're, they're like just there for the episode. And so the rule is basically they have to be there for more than one story uh-huh. and they have to travel on the TARDIS. Yes. And there's two notable exceptions for that. 
Uh, the first one is a woman named Sarah from a first Doctor story. She never traveled in the TARDIS and she was only in one. Oh, she did travel in the TARDIS, but she was only in the one story. She died. She died before the story was over. Okay. But despite that, people still count her as a companion. Adam did both of those things and no one counts him for shit. No, he's not. He's not endearing. Yeah, he just he's like even even in the previous episode, he just kind of sucks. And in this one, I was kind of hoping that I would be wrong. Well, but I, think I wasn't wrong. He really at all. serves more the purpose of like why, who, who, the, like who the doctor takes with them and why. It, he serves the purpose of showing the audience this is why we like Rose, mm-hmm. because I know you say often that Rose is either really liked by by yeah, fans or strongly disliked. Rose is very is a very divisive character. Some people really like her, and some people really don't. I have alternated that over the years. I have been on on both sides of that, depending on who, what kind of person I am. Where did you start when you saw this one? Um, I started liking her. Well, no, I take that back. I never, I didn't really like her, though it was less her and more. I didn't like the character. I didn't like all the baggage that she brought. I didn't like her mom. I didn't really like Mickey. I didn't really like all the other stuff that oh, came so with her. Oh, so you mean the things that ground her yeah, as a character? I, yeah, I didn't. I wasn't a big fan. Uh, and keep in mind, what I'm saying, I wasn't a fan of this. I'm talking about when I was 20 and I was first watching this show. Uh, yeah, when I was when I was in college the first I, time, and I, I had just give discovered you a, it. I will give you a pass because uh, your brain doesn't stop developing until you're 26. Yeah, no, I'm. A, I have a totally different so. opinion of it now. Like, I I love Rose. I like Mickey. I like I. I have a totally different opinion. I still don't like Jackie, but she's not really meant to be likable, in my opinion. Like, I have a totally different view of it now. Coming back, like having grown a bit more and experiencing more of the show, and having better media literacy. For lack of a better word, I, I, I understand. I get what the characters are going for now. Well, that I don't know if you also share this. Um, in I, I feel that back in my early days of being twenty and in college, I didn't have a lot of like life experience on mm-hmm. me or like a lot of big life things. I mean, granted, you know, for for lack of a better term, like my I don't feel like the stuff that really started to like change me and my opinions of myself and other people and the things that I watched and consumed and uh, that didn't happen until after I was done with college mm-hmm. and so I I do think it's interesting that <laughs> you watching this you know at that same age went ugh no this this complicated person ugh yeah no I just like somebody who is easy to understand right out the gate like the doctor. I, I get where I was coming from when I was younger because there is a part of it that where it feels weird that Rose keeps like latching on to every guy that smiles at her. I There's mean, a part that, of it still feels kind of like it feels kind of gross and also like girl, keep it in your pants. Yes, but also. But also now that I'm you know, now that I've rewatched it a few times and I've appreciated the character more, I understand that is her flaw. Her yes. flaw is that she. She's too quick to trust individuals. She's, she's too quick to attach herself to individuals. She is, especially, you know, we, like we've addressed, she doesn't have a dad. She so doesn't have a dad, and her mom is is not an a strong enough support system on her own. Yeah, so she is constantly seeking validation from other people. Yes. And so there's a part of me that I didn't appreciate that when I was younger because I didn't understand that about myself when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But now that I now that I've gotten older, I've gotten better handle on you know how I see it myself. I can appreciate it that more. And in this how character. and how that 
operates in other people because that's that's an issue I know that I had growing up was I did not understand anything outside of my own little bubble. Yeah. Didn't know that this episode was going to get quite so personal, yet here we are. (laughs) Well, we have to fill in the gaps for the episode because so much of the long game is just people kind of talking about what's happening. Oh, my God. It's just the doctor getting as much exposition from the people that are on Satellite 5. Yeah. And not being talked at necessarily, but, you know, just kind of nodding his head and like taking in as much information as he can with Rose also mirroring him right behind. Yeah, it's just a lot of And it of isn't like... until like the three quarter mark, I think, that they actually start playing their parts and yeah. like doing something about well, what's happening. I, I weirdly, I feel like the episode with the Slovene, like that two parter, that should have been a one parter. Because there really wasn't enough story to justify two parts. No. This one should have been a two-parter because I feel like they can't show us anything because they have to get through it so fast. They have to explain every beat of the story. Well, because a big issue that I had, because I didn't write too many notes for this one, because I was confused almost the entire episode. Yeah. Just because there was... It was almost like three separate, like, there was your A plot, your B plot, and also kind of a C plot that fed into the B plot as well. Yeah, like, there's a part of it that's all, like I said, there's so many things where, like, if they, if this just had more time to breathe as a two-parter, they, one, could have explored the satellite more. Yeah, because they said it's five, or there's 500 floors. Yeah, and we see three of them. I would not peg that there's actually 500. But you see 16, 409, 429. We see... Uh, no, 249, 213. Keep guessing. 222. <laughs> 666. Um, that floor's not even on there. Yeah. We see the med bay, the, like, cafeteria. Yeah, and the cafeteria is the same floor as, as everything else was on. Well, because that's where they eat, sleep, and work. Yeah. According to the one, which also begs the question of what if there are, if we are to believe that there are 500 stories, if there are 500 separate floors, Mm -hmm. what are the other 497 floors for? And there's, and then there's this whole thing where it's like, there's, this is what broadcasts out the news, but it's broadcasting out false information or like, uh, I was like, it would be great if we could see some of what that information is like. Yeah. Like, how does it get... Like, I get... Like, I get they sort of brush past it as to, like, there's only humans here, and so they've, like, secret... They've, like, secretly closed the borders from other aliens, which... I don't even know how you do that in Galactic space. space... Yeah. Borders. See, I didn't even catch that. I was then hung up the entire episode on the idea that the news is fake. Yeah. And I did like that and I was rolling around with that going like okay cool that is kind of interesting because like you know you even if you compare it to news today like if you look at statistics like crime is the worst it's ever been in in the past 30 years according to the news if you actually look at the math crime rates have been lower than they ever have been yeah it's it's one of the they're they're, obviously their science fiction in this context is not meant to be like hypotheticalizing a future it is just meant to be commenting on the present but there was something that i was really interested in like okay cool how then is like you said like it would have been really nice to see how the news is being broadcast 
what is actually going on versus what is being fed to people. Yeah, and then they... There is a lot of potential for you to see that stuff and go, huh, makes you think, doesn't it? And it seems... But it just... Nothing. Nothing happens. And then they have, like, the whole mechanism is that the way they broadcast it is they have people that touch these pads and then a spike goes into (gasps) someone's brain and the... And I'm like, I don't understand. It's too convoluted. It's not even, like, convoluted. It doesn't make any sense. It is stupid. And then it's like, and why... Why does the giant zit on the ceiling care about fake information? Yeah. I imagine they'd be fine with any amount of information as long as you guys stayed in the satellite. (laughs) I didn't understand why why the not cool dude in a cool suit which like i suppose you could argue that could have been simon Pegg, but he was just what a waste of simon Pegg. truly what a waste of simon Pegg. because i was really excited when he came up i was like oh boy oh boy and finally an actor that well i guess i recognized andre from uh as being Andre from Phantom of the Opera, you know, <laughs> the actor who portrayed Charles Dickens. <laughs> but this was the first person where I was like, oh, like somebody I, I really know. Kind and, they, of. and he's just, he, I mean, he's fine. He he's a the, tool. He, uh, he, he, <laughs> he is all the banks. <laughs> well, he certainly plays his part well, but it's such a nothing part for an actor that talented. And I'm just like, what is this? <laughs> And then his he he's a henchman for a giant zit monster, and the zit has teeth. I don't understand how the mighty Jagress operates. Yeah. I don't understand. Did it go into the satellite, or was the satellite built around it? So according so Simon Pegg's character, the editor, at at one point does say that he personally installed, or he needed help. Yeah, he needed help being put into the satellite. Okay, that just that just raises further questions. Like, yes. why do you work for him? He's a giant zit monster. Where do you work? Like, what does he, what do you, what do you get out of this? New because, choice. Uh, stop saying zit monster. Figure out another term. <laughs> the one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple pimple eater. Um, <laughs> I know well, fun. The, Max. There we like, go. Why are you working for Max? What is the, like, what do you get? Out? Like, it seems like maybe you get some kind of power out of this over, like, other people. But even then, you have power over the people while simultaneously having a literal set of jaws behind you threatening to eat you at any given point. Zach, they're not... <laughs> he has no dominion over people. Those are slaves. But do slaves know that they're being enslaved if they're enslaved? Now, there's an interesting point. Is a slave a slave? If he doesn't know, he's enslaved. Yes. Oh, I was hoping for a philosophical debate. Is that all I'm going to get? Yes. Yes. <laughs> You're no fun. There begged so many moral quandaries that were like, oh, this could be like a, yum, yum, like, let me chew on this. Yeah, like they sniff also, it. They sniff at interesting ideas. Yeah, but then they go, yeah. Yeah, like, that's what I mean. I feel like. Let's fixate on Adam being a fucking doof yeah, and getting his, like, <laughs> brain opened. Yeah, I feel like Aliens of London would have been better as a one-parter and this would have been better as a two-parter. Yeah. Like, this just needed more time to bake any idea it had. Mm. Speaking of baking, I want cookies. <laughs> well, was there anything else you wanted to bring up about the episode? Not really. Like, the only thing that they brought up then was like, knowledge is power. I was like, okay, cool. Like, that, I suppose you could Reading say. Reading Rainbow. Yeah, you could. I suppose that that could be the theme of this episode is that knowledge is power, but also not 
really. It. You know what this episode reminded me of? I don't know if you had the same thing um, in your grade, but growing up, like, I had to write a lot of essays. I was always in, like, AP English and, you know, the the gifted student classes. Mm-hmm. And more often than not, I was either responsible for doing it or one of my classmates was responsible for writing a paper that they thought would was their magnum opus. It was the best thing they'd ever written. And it's just a bunch of like empty terms with like big words with with dollar words, big SAT <laughs> words. But when you're reading it, it's not it 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 is nothing. It's like eating cotton candy, but not like taste like not even flavored cotton candy. It's just like you taste it, you know something dissolves it's in like your eating mouth. Eating cotton balls. Yeah, it, like it, you taste it, it dissolves in your mouth, and then it's gone. And you're like, okay, I mean, I guess that's fine. Like I always feel like this episode is supposed to be. It could be and really should be so much better than it is. Like I didn't gain anything, but I also didn't lose anything. So yeah. Eh. Well. You know what, Zach? Let's stop talking about this crummy episode and cover ourselves with some other crumbs. <laughs> You're still on cookies, huh? Yup. <laughs> all right. Well, this has been all for this time. Uh, we will catch you guys next time on the next episode of Who is My Doctor? Who is my doctor? Who is indeed? Bye. Bye. The long game, more like the shortest episode of this podcast, am I right? Well, we hope you enjoyed it regardless of length, and if you did, please give us a like or five stars or maybe even share the podcast with a Who fan in your life. If you'd like to tell us what you thought, you can find us on Twitter, Blue Sky, Instagram, and threads at WimdyPod. That's W-I-M-D-P-O-D. If you're American and listening to this when this episode comes out, we hope you have a happy Thanksgiving. Either way, we've got a holiday coming up next week in the episode Father's Day. We hope to see you next Tuesday, because Tuesdays are now Who's Days.